Well, hey there, everyone. I'm Daniel Hahn, and I'm the online campus pastor here at Oxford Assembly of God Church, and this is our podcast. And I just want to thank you for listening today. We hope the message you're about to hear inspires you, builds your faith, and helps you see that God has a purpose for your life. And now, let's get into the message. A few months ago, several people, and I, and I literally mean several people, seemingly unconnected, mentioned to me, Pastor, you need to preach one more night with the frogs again. And I said, I told each one of them, well, I'll keep that in mind and see if the Lord leads me in that direction. Because one of the challenges of a pastor is I never want to preach what I want to preach. I want to preach what God has for the congregation. But as I begin to meditate upon it, God began to, to speak to my heart. And he gave me a couple of new thoughts uh, so today, today I'm preaching the message, One More Night with the Frogs, Revised Edition. <laughs> how, many, how many here have never heard the message, One More Night with the Frogs? Okay, you're either in for a treat or surprise, one of the two. <laughs> Trust you and enjoy them. But I felt led to get a visual aid. Something that we can see and feel. So I got every one of you, ushers get ready, ushers be ready, because every one of you is going to be given a frog. <laughs> so everybody can have a pet frog. Pet frog. Okay, ushers, you ready? Start passing them out. Everybody, if you don't have one, raise your hand. Okay, that means almost everybody. So start, y'all getting on. Y'all taking up all my preaching time. But while they're giving out those frogs, I said something to someone, and he said, you know, you need to, to share that. So I've got a nugget to share with you today, and this nugget is, uh, what does a southern frog say? Now, the reason I said southern, this is just my rendition, is I know some of you people would say, frog says ribbit. That's a northern frog. Let me tell you what a southern frog says. A southern frog, little, little southern frogs say, needy, 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 needy. The medium-sized frogs say, a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. And the papa frog says, too deep, too deep, too deep, too deep. So now you know what the southern frogs say, whatever their size are. Okay, how many, any, everybody got their frogs? Okay, well, you, you ushers, crank it up. <laughs> crank it up. And those of you that are online, if, I, I know we can't pass this uh, frog through the internet, but if you want to get something, because I want everybody to have a frog. Now, I want you to know that these frogs are not gods, but today I want them to represent something in your life. Something in your life. And... Something in your life that you know that God's probably not pleased with. Now, some of you could get a handful of frogs. <laughs> but I want everybody to have at least one frog. So I want to ask you, they're going to keep passing them out. <laughs> you know, I, I should have. Should have got younger guys. That's what Gator said, Okay. <laughs> But I want to pray. 
I want you to just allow me to pray with it that God would let you know what to name your frog. God, I want you to name him what he represents. Now, if, if any of you say, well, I don't have any kind of issues. I don't have any kind of problems. I want you to praise God. And I want you to thank God. And I want you to name your frog for somebody else that's got a problem that you know about. Because we want God to do some awesome things today. Father, we ask you to speak to our hearts today. Speak to our lives today. Those that are watching online, I know they do not literally have a frog there. But God, we ask you to speak to them and touch their lives and minister in a very real and wonderful way. Amen and amen. Again, I know some of you are saying, I don't, I don't have any gods. I don't have any frogs in my life. I hesitate to use them gods, but if I understand what a god is, it's anything that's closer to God than God is. That's a god. For those of you who say that I don't go to church because the hypocrites, you need to remember the hypocrites are closer to God than you are. If they're separating you from God, right, they're in between you and God. Well, I shouldn't have said that, should I? But I, I was shocked one day when I was reading the Bible in 1 Samuel chapter 19. Saul wanted to kill David. So he staked out his house. He told him to go get David and, and kill him. So I want to just pick up the story here in chapter 19, verse 12, where it says this. Saul sent, it's verse 11. Saul sent messengers to David's house to watch him that he might kill him in the morning. So as soon as morning got, got he was going to kill him. But Michael, David's wife, told him, if you do not escape with your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So David took off. Yes, the same one that faced the giant, but he didn't want to face the bad king. And he didn't want to face a wife that told him to leave, and he didn't. So Michael let David down through the window, and he fled away and escaped. Michael took an image. Image. Now, most of the newer translations don't say image. My Bible down here in the bottom says, or a household God. And laid it on the bed and put a pillow of goat's hair at its head and covered it with clothes. And when Saul sent messengers to David, she said, he is sick. Then Saul sent the messengers to see David, saying, bring him up to me in the bed. If you got to get him out of sick bed, bring him so I may kill him. And when the messengers came in, behold, the image was in the bed with a pillow of goat's hair at his head. Now, I looked up that word image in the Hebrew, and that image literally means a kind of idol, an object of reverence, a means of divination. You say, whose house was that? David had a God, at least one God in his house. 
He had one frog in his house. Now, did it belong to him? We don't know. It might have been his wife's. But all I know is the image that they used, and it said it was in David's house. So I want to tell you something. Almost anybody can have a frog in their house. Almost anyone can allow something to get between them and God. You say, why was, why was David have a God? I don't know. I don't know why David would have a God in his house. I don't know why he would allow a frog to exist in his house. But a better question is, why do you continue to have frogs in your life? Why do I continue to have frogs in my life? Now, I almost ask you to let your spouse name your frog. But I was afraid we'd get in too many fights. I'd never even get to preach. So you name your own frog. You name your own frog. And you say, well, God hadn't spoken to me yet. Well, just listen as we preach the message. And see what he would want you to name that frog. If you continue to struggle with a name, let me mention this. Maybe you say, I can't think of something that I'm sinning. I mean, pride might be there, but uh, I can't think of a sin that I'm doing. Did you know the Bible says, he that knoweth to do good and doesn't do it, to him it is sin. So you may need to name your frog something like, not that you're doing, but something you're not doing. Like say, I'm not reading my Bible. I'm not witnessing I'm not tithing. I know some of you saying, now I'm getting into meddling. But we can have sins of omission as well as sins of commission. Now to the passage. Exodus. Exodus chapter 8. We're going to look at a plague of frogs. I want to mention to you that the plagues that put on all 10 of the plagues that God put on the nation of Egypt, every one of them revolved around one of their gods. The first one, the Nile. They worshiped the Nile. They worshiped these frogs. I told my wife, the frogs that I had found, uh, because I don't know how to order all this stuff, mine looked more like a frog, but she said, these look more like a god. So maybe this is the one you needed. But the reality is, we all got frogs of some kind in our life. And these frogs were one of the gods that Egypt worshiped. I think that was another way for God saying, Jehovah God's bigger than your God's. Jehovah God is bigger than any other God. He is God. Exodus chapter 8 verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, 
Let my people go, that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will plague all your country with frogs. Now, I'm sure that Pharaoh probably said, big deal. That's one of our gods. He might have thought, too, he knew about frogs. Because, see, they worshiped the Nile, but the Nile River flooded every year. That's how they lived. It flooded and they used it to irrigate. But guess what happened when the river flooded? Frogs. Frogs came up everywhere. So they were used to having frogs every year. Every, when, the, when the river would flood, frogs would be all over the place. So he was probably said, big deal. Big deal. You're going to give us more gods. It's a little bit whenever... I was going to Alaska for the first time. Everybody told me that Alaska had mosquitoes. And you know what I told them? I grew up in Florida. I know all about mosquitoes. I mean, I grew up in Florida. We didn't have screens on half our windows. So I know about mosquitoes. But when I got to Alaska... I didn't know about mosquitoes. I'm going to tell you, Florida's mosquitoes aren't as big as the last mosquitoes. And the last mosquitoes are a lot more abundant. And I know you say, I can't believe that. We had a guy there the first trip. He literally put a bee helmet on so he could mow the yard. And you couldn't even hardly see him for mosquitoes. And they weren't blind mosquitoes. For those of you that don't know, those are the ones that don't bite. These were the biting kind. And they were there by the thousands. I kind of think that's what what, uh, Pharaoh might have said. Frogs, we can handle all the frogs you got. Guess what? He couldn't. There's probably somebody here watching online or either here in the building that you say it can't get any worse. But yes, it can. But God will see you through it. I said, God will see you through it. Verse 3. The Nile shall swarm with frogs that shall come up into your house and into your bedroom and on your bed and into the houses of your servants and your people and into your ovens and your kneading troughs. Now, That means frogs were everywhere. Can you imagine sleeping at night and a big wet frog land on your nose? How many thinks that that would be a nasty thing? Now, my mother used to make biscuits every day, and she had her biscuit pan. She made that dough in everything. That was her kneading trough. And I can tell you, I watched her make biscuits. I loved her to make biscuits, and they were great. And I even like fried frogs. I like my frogs breaded, but I do not like my bread frogged. <laughs> huh? Would you like it if frogs were all in your ever when you were trying to eat today? And a frog jumped at you. Let's just say you went out to a restaurant and a frog jumped in your, in your soup and you're sitting there. What's this frog doing to my soup? And the waiter say, the backstroke. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> You wouldn't want it, but they had frogs everywhere. Everywhere there were frogs. 
Verse 4. And it says, The frog shall come up on you and on your people and all your servants. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the canals, and over the pools, and make frogs come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. But the magicians, they did the same thing by their secret arts and made frogs come up on the land of Egypt. They used sorcery to produce frogs. Now, let me just remind you something. They already had enough frogs. They didn't need any more frogs. They just made the problem worse. Some of you are trying to choke your frogs. You're trying to get rid of them, but you're trying to do it in your own power. And all you're doing is making your problem bigger. We make it worse. But let me say this. And this is an original. And I think this is worth writing down. It's not mind over matter. See, there's a lot of people, there's religions that believe mind over matter. If you just think it, you can do it. It's not mind over matter. It's God over all that matters. Isn't that good, Gator? That's good. It's God over all that matters. So it's not just because we make up our mind. Some of you have made up your mind dozens of times. I've dealt with abusive husbands that promise their wife hundreds of times, I'll never do it again. And I believe they meant it. But it takes more than just making up your mind. Let's read on. Verse 8. Then Pharaoh called Moses and Aaron and said, Please plead with the Lord to take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. And Moses said to Pharaoh, Be pleased. To command me when I am to plead for you and for your servant and for your people that the frogs be cut off from you and your house and be left only in the Nile. Now that's a pretty strong statement. He said, okay, Pharaoh, I'll do it. Now this is the thing. All you have to tell me is when do you want me to do it? When do you want me to do it? Now here's the basis of this message. He said, I can get rid of those frogs anytime you say, anytime. Notice what it says in verse 10. And he said, tomorrow. What was he thinking? I said, what was he thinking? Had, had Pharaoh already gotten attached to his frog? Can I have him one more day? Now, we laugh, but I'm going to tell you, sometimes our mental capacity, that's what we do. Because we enjoy and we depend it upon our frogs. Give me one more day. I want one more night with the frogs. 
Man, that's tough. One more day. Now, I've been told, and I believe it to be true because I've told this by some officials, that some of the drugs today, the illegal drugs, that you can become addicted after one hit. One time. But we think it can't affect us because we're strong. We're good. And the research that I've done on marijuana is, many of you may not know this, but the marijuana that they smoke today is 10 times stronger than it was whenever I was a teenager. Why? Because see, if the frogs don't keep getting stronger, we don't want them. Why in the world would Pharaoh want to spend another night with the frogs? Why would he want to spend another night with the frogs? Well, I can't answer that one. And you can't answer that one. But so you answer this one. Why do you want to spend another night with the frogs? Why do you want to spend another night with the frogs? Now, Sometimes we ask the question, why did God allow this frog into my life? We've probably all asked that question. Why did that frog and where did it come from? Probably all asked that. Chances are you probably picked it up thinking you were safe. Thinking that that frog would never control you. Most of you have heard my story of my dad he became an alcoholic after I was basically grown. My late teenage years. All the time growing up, I never knew him to be drunk. And I heard him say dozens of times, I will never let alcohol control me. I'll never let that frog get a hold of my life. But it did. He got to a place that he was basically on his deathbed. They called the family in and said he's not going to make it. And if he should survive, his brain is pickled because of that frog called alcohol. It's pickled. said, if he survives, he'll be a vegetable. But God. But God. When my dad prayed, not a prayer of deliverance. He didn't know enough about being delivered. It wasn't even a prayer for healing because the doctors have given up on him. And I don't know how much he understood. But one day when my brother's pastor prayed with him for forgiveness, we all expect him to die, but we were so excited that he had received forgiveness of his sins. But God, God not only heard the prayer of forgiveness, 
he delivered him from alcohol. And that frog that had controlled his life for a number of years, not only did he take the frog away, he gave my dad 10 years of healthy life. Now he died 10 years later, cancer of the liver that they attributed to his drinking. But thank God that frog had been killed. Ten years of health. We need to remember something. God loves you. He cares for you. And he wants what's best for you. But what was Pharaoh's response? Give me one more night. You say, he didn't say that. He said, tomorrow. Tomorrow. He said, you can get rid of them today. But no, let's wait till tomorrow. Now, I want to point out something. What was the response that they gave to Pharaoh? He said, be it as you say. So that you may know that there's no one like the Lord our God. Pharaoh, you send tomorrow? It's going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be a day later. It's not going to be a day before. It's going to be right on time. The amazing thing about our God, church, is he's a right on time God. Sometimes we think he's late. Sometimes we think he doesn't even hear our prayers. But guess what? He knows and he wants to prove himself God. Amen. You may have noticed over the years, if you've listened to me very long, that I normally don't preach against things. You don't hear me say too much against alcoholism or against other things because I like to preach for something. See, I think it's like these politicians that they don't have an answer of what to do. They just can tell you what everybody else has done wrong. We don't need that. We need somebody to give us an answer to what to do. We need God. We need God. We need to, see, I don't preach what we don't do. I preach what we do like a commitment to God for trusting him for all things and for him being bigger than all of our frogs. Go to verse 12. So Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried to the Lord about the frogs, as he had agreed with Pharaoh. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses. The frogs died out in the houses, the courtyards, and the fields, and they gathered them together in heaps, and the land stank. Some of us haven't given up our frogs because we know when we do, it's going to cause a stink. See, sometimes it's difficult to give up your frogs. Because you know if you really ask forgiveness and somebody gives it, that's going to create some other things. If you know that you need forgiveness for your bitterness and anger, that creates some other things. If you want to give up something... You know, it's amazing for me. I told you a story about my dad, the God that delivered him like that. 
How many knows that sometimes you go through some stink? I wished I could tell you today that as soon as you give up that little frog, that that rascal never show up again. But I can't promise that. But I can promise you that that's the start of a new beginning to say, I'm not going to hold on to that frog any longer. I'm going to let him go. Some of you not giving up your frogs because you know they cause a stink. But can I remind you that they will cause a stink sooner or later? Because you're going to have to deal with that frog. Sooner or later, you're going to have to deal with it. And sure, there'll be other frogs that show up in your life. But let's take them one at a time. I love the church that I grew up in. I've got great, great memories. But I think they were wrong in one issue. Some people come and get saved. And they wanted them to give up every frog they've ever had, never thought they'd have. And so they're taking them one at a time. One at a time. And they thought if, if every one of their frogs didn't disappear immediately, then God didn't do anything for them. Friends, we need to leave things in God's hands. Amen. And let the Holy Spirit reveal to us that thing that we are holding on to. And we need to realize this. It's just like your money. I know some of you cringe when I mention money. Either you manage your money or your money manages you. There's no in-between. And if you're like me for many years, I couldn't manage my money because it was spent before I got it. Did you know you can't manage money if you don't have it? Because that money coming in is not yours. It's already spent. So we have to learn to deal with what we have. Deal with what we have. So I'm telling you about this frog. If you do not control those frogs, those frogs will control you. I know the voice is telling some of you that you, you can do that on the way home. And you can. You can give up your frog on the way home. And some of you saying, hey, I'll give it tomorrow because I want one more night with a frog. And yes, you can. But why wait? Why spend another night with your frogs? We've got some containers on the altar. They're there for you to drop your frogs. But I don't want you to drop the frog, frog in the bucket and just say, okay, I'll do that. But see, you've got to have a corresponding action. You've got to begin something as well as give up something. We probably will have to surrender something. We'll have to forgive. We'll have to apologize. We have to give up that habit or addiction. But can I add a little bit of another phrase to don't just do it. Do it today. 
Surrender. You say, Pastor, I've, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. We know. Many of us have had frogs in our lives that were hard to get rid of. And I know we all have problems giving a frog up and picking it up as we go out the door. We've all been there. But I want to ask you in just a few minutes, if the Lord spoke to you about that frog and he gave you something to name it, it's between you and God. I said it's between you and God. If it's an addiction, bitterness, anger, God might have said it's cancer. Hey, let's give it up today. Say, wait, well, 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 the doctor says it's impossible. That's okay. God says all things are possible. So I'm going to open up the altars in just a minute. And I've got baskets on each altar. And you can get rid of your frog today. And I know some of you have already gotten attached to your frog since you got it. And you say, I, I, I want to keep it. I tell you, after this service is over, you can come get a frog out. And you can even drill a hole through this rascal make sure it's dead. <laughs> and put a chain in it hanging around your neck to remind you that on this date, you said, I'm not going to spend another night with the frogs. I'm going to ask a worship team to come and we're going to sing that old song. I come broken to be mended. I come empty to be filled. And I don't want you to just come drop this in just so you say, hey, I'm just doing what the pastor told me to do. But if the Holy Spirit says, the day's the day, don't spend another night with the frogs. Holy Spirit, we thank you for being with us today. We thank you for the promise that you would be with us today. And we ask that you minister in a very real and wonderful and glorious way, even right now. Each one of the elders has one. But what I'm going to ask you to do, if you come up, not to drop it and go back to your seat, but step back so that everybody can get here because I want to close with a prayer over everyone. And we will have people here praying for those if you need special prayer. Let's worship the Lord together. On behalf of our pastor and staff here at OAG, we want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of our ministry. We are grateful for you and the support you give our church and its ministries so that we can continue to do what God has called us to do, to be the family church for the family of God. For more content from Pastor Strickland and Oxford Assembly of God, check out our media website at oag.church/media.